Welcome to the fundamental interconnectedness of all things. This is the mosaic episode. We're going to be talking about uh, all sorts of different uh, facets of life and reality and how various they color shapes and how they interact with one another. And and the uh, what the most important part the the grout oh. in between. Have you ever oh the my, bits I'm, in between? I'm Jeremy. I'm Eric. And uh, have you ever? Uh, You've, 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 uh, uh, you, uh, you've sometimes used. on Wednesdays, but uh, uh, only at a full moon, uh, which has only happened what three times, four times in my life when this full moon's been on a Wednesday. I've been given some mosaics, or I've been exposed to some mosaics that don't have grout. Some mosaics. Some <laughs> so what do they have instead I've of grout? Like nothing's like the the mosaic. The glass is glued to the the surface and then you just basically have kind of rough jaggedy edges in like between. troughs or what would they be called like uh like what do they have in france and in, in in no in, in uh venice crevasses no what are those uh co- canals canals yeah yeah i guess you could call it, could it be like a, a water grout you uh, could have a, a, a mosaic canal sure yeah well you could do like a yeah yeah so then like the the, the big mosaic pieces would be well you could think of the earth that's a big mosaic, That's and like the, the continents are the the glass, sure, and the water and is the water the is the grout. grout. It's just like a lot of grout. Water's like grout, man. Yeah. There sure. it is. Hey, we've just that's it. It's all. It's well, all thanks been... for listening this week. Uh, <laughs> we always we, we do this almost every week. This is like our trademark is like to finish up the show like in the first minute, and, <laughs> and then and then launch into the real meat of the grout. <laughs> well, maybe that could be like a new series of like experimental mosaics where. Instead of you do it, you do the earth mosaic, where instead of you have uh, having the majority of it being mosaic material, you oh, the most of it's grout. Yeah, and then so you you have sparse, because isn't kind of like the goal of the the grout is really to not really cement. To, it, well, it cements everything together, but it's not really supposed to be like a really good maybe mosaic or can it can use it and have it not necessarily be uh, noticed. And I'm not saying like completely hidden, but it kind of blends seamlessly. Into oh yeah, the because they have you, you, you look at the grout store and they have yeah. like 50 different shades of grout. Sure, but so instead, let's. In fact, let's, that was that was a song I think by Creedence Clearwater Revival back in the bad early 70s. No, 50 Shades of Grout. Yeah, 50 Shades of Grout. <laughs> no, it was it was Paul Simon. Uh, no, but what I'm saying is uh, you boop, flip boop, flip boop, that boop, around boop, boop, so that. Uh, the the mosaic uh, enhances the grout and not vice versa or accentuates the grout. Well, now you're getting to the conversation we had earlier. Earth at least in my mind, you are. What's that? Oh, I've got a mic stand, so this is actually kind of cool. You like that? I feel like David Lee Roth. Like I should like I swing should it around, raise this thing up, and like dip start it, start grinding with like, it, just start humping it. Yeah, yeah. totally. Or uh, no, who's the guy on American Idol now? Axelrod, oh, no, uh, uh, Aerosmith. Oh, David, David Tyler, Tyler. Steven. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he does the David Steven. Doesn't he take like a like a scarf and like start yeah. like massaging it and like doing? Oh man, that he's like he, he like he like flips skill. it down and then puts it back up with his foot like the. Oh, you know, the first time I do that, I just like whack me. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like, it'd be like a, a a roadrunner moment, like <laughs> Wiley Coyote. I would be up on stage like rocking it and showing off, and I'd do that moving. On the jumbotron, it's just the microphone the, just boom, and the and the speakers would be like, but then the jumbotron zooms in on me, and it's nothing but just me like sniveling and like tears dripping down from my eyes because it hurts so bad. Oh no, you'd still be singing. You'd be like, yeah, yeah. that's that's what real art is about. It's about pain, rock and roll, rock and roll, and mic stands in the face. That's what I would right do. up in your face with the mic stand. So yeah, yeah. 
So hey, it's been uh, mosaics. It's been a couple of weeks since we've kind of uh, been been in this place. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've we been did a lot. Busy. Of, we did a lot of talk. We did a little tri- triology, a trilogy there of, of local politics, which I don't want to talk about. Today. Oh, let's just let's. I don't even know what's going on anymore. It doesn't matter. I haven't been paying attention. I, I kind of I, I'm starting to tune it out. It's it's just like everything else, you know. It's like it's background like cancer. Noise. Yeah, I mean, eventually, it just cancer kinda, is not background noise. Yeah, well, I mean, you'd have it for a couple of years, and you're like, oh, you know, you know think about it you kind of forget about it maybe not cancer maybe like a huge boil on your head i don't know speaking of things that you don't hear very often anymore i don't know about that whole (laughs) boil thing (laughs) i had a big boil on the back of my head i'd probably be like you'd forget about it until you were like shaving your head you'd be like oh damn it the boil i would be infatuated with that thing like why is this here why hasn't it gone yet how long has it been (laughs) that's what i do with my penis Yeah, but is oh, never mind. <laughs> big red bump that, the, that kind oh, of throbs. Oh, I forget about it, and then also I'm like, ooh, it's ooh. like a whole new discovery. Uh, Look at this! Hey, everybody, check this out! <laughs> and what are these? Testies! Nice. So, uh, no, thingy, speaking of things that you don't hear about thingy. anymore. Things that you don't hear about anymore. AIDS. Is that one of those things? What we were, what we were just talking about? Oh, uh, the news: things that you become immune to, not immune to, but uh, I just heard a story about AIDS today. Did you? Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Um, it was about uh, oh gosh, I picked that up right in the middle, so I don't know exactly. Does AIDS the, still exist? Good lord, does it still exist? Yeah, I mean, but they have like a cocktail of of um, medicines. They don't have a cure for it, but they have a cocktail of medicines that that keep it in check, mm-hmm. apparently. But um, a lot of what's going on because the majority of the people that have AIDS are in developing countries yeah. where they don't have, you know, um, access to f- money and medicine. Well, they don't have what they don't have. Is, uh, they have they have the GOP. Oh, my gosh. This is kind of interesting. The what? The GOP, the grand old party, the Republicans oh. that are over there um, saying, no, we, we should we should be teaching abstinence and we should not. Uh, because as far as I'm concerned, religion is really rolled into it, too, where, you know, the Pope is the Pope is almost as far as I'm concerned, part of the GOP because he's over there because it's kind of that anti-sex thing. It's that anti um, uh, teaching people about, about contraceptives and, and teaching people about um, safe sexual practices. That's that's that. And religion are go hand in hand, at least like what? big organized religion. No, that goes there di- diametrically opposed. What are you talking about? The teaching of safe sex. Yeah, no, no, they- no, no, no. The Pope, uh, well, I think he might have just rescinded on the condom issue, but for years and years and years and years, he was like, we cannot give condoms yeah. to to those people, right. and we should teach them abstinence. We sure. should not teach them about sexual uh, things. They should right. not have any, any knowledge of it at all. Because if you give them and, a condom, it's an enabling, like, oh, have lots of sex. Right. And that's, which, what the, that's what the GOP says in this country. Weird. That's what the GOP you know says what? in this country. I, They're I, like, oh, and, and Planned Parenthood, that's I don't, ridiculous. Hang on a second. Let's back up. I don't want to get too heavily... Well, but that's all political. That, that all well, no, I, 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 um, adds to the amount of people that have AIDS. Hold, hold especially yes. in those in those developing countries. Okay, go ahead. Hold, hold the AIDS thought for just a second. Let's not leave where we just were, because what I'm wondering about is what do you think it is that is the um, infatuation with not having sex? Are you? Is this a rhetorical question? I have a theory, but I'm I'm throwing it out there. And what is the infatuation with not having sex? Right. What is the now in, 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 in for who for the, by who? 
Well, I mean, who is making this assumption and who stop are they asking me questions and let me answer? No, you <laughs> asked me a question and yeah. I want to answer it, but I need a little more information. You answered it by asking me three consecutive questions. Okay. All right. Uh, who? Uh, the people that you just said, the, the GOP and the Pope and uh, various uh, religious uh, uh, institutions um, are very uh, much opposed to Planned Parenthood, uh, s- sexual education in schools. Etc. Because it promotes, you know, sex. It promotes like if we teach you how to have safe sex, then you will have sex. And for some reason, we're opposed to that. So don't have sex. Abstain. What I'm excuse me. What I'm wondering is, what is the infatuation with these particular groups? Well, I believe not wanting people to have sex. Okay, I I think not having thought about it too much. Which I don't like giving an answer without doing. Okay. Uh, that it is somehow rooted in the Bible that, and wow. somehow rooted in the teachings of God. That family is is the most important, and you should not have sex before you're married. Oh, every sperm is sacred. And every sperm is sacred. Yes. That that because it's a creation of God, and sex is only around to procreate the species and not for enjoyment. And that is a religious thing. And the GOP has glommed onto that for some reason. Well, because I, because, and now, now that I've thought about it a little more, even as I've been speaking, I see it as a way to control people. And that is what political parties are all about, at least, and the Democratic Party is as well, but not as overtly. And as far as I'm concerned, not as um, forcefully and as, as, overbearingly in people's lives when it comes to issues like this mm-hmm. i i have a theory and it goes plus more, there's a lot of closet homosexuals and well they, there's that but I, I have i have two theories one is that one is that uh, they are so repulsed by their own freaky sexual desires and behavior that they don't want anybody yep. else to possibly be doing it yes or b they're just bad at sex and assume that everybody <laughs> else is bad yeah. at sex. There's, there's no enjoyment in it anyway. Uh, sex sucks. I don't understand. Like I, uh, Until they reali- until they open up their anus and, <laughs> and realize like, oh, that there is a lot of pleasure to be. Man, Speaking of that, the, uh, of Montreal is going to be playing in a couple of weeks. Have you ever heard of them? No. Wow. I should give you one of their CDs, dude. They rock. We, we should go see them. Are we done talking about the other guys? No, no. I just, I, just oh, okay. I thought of that and I wanted to spit it out there because oh, okay. I have ADD. <laughs> we could talk about that for an hour. Oh, let's go ride bikes. <laughs> Look at that chicken. I have to fart. Squirrel. This is really good beer. Mm. <laughs> I like movies. <laughs> that, was, that was a wow. We could just could we, if we could keep that up for an hour, I bet we'd get a hundred listeners. I bet you I'd fall asleep. It'll be the same I'd one. So you'd be thinking it differently. It would be yeah, one person who thought he was a oh, hundred oh, people. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Schizophrenics. Hi, this is the fretz of not just mild schizophrenics, but heavy schizophrenics. There's something wrong with this mic. Freaking out listening to freaking freakonomics. Oh, freakonomics! My brother keeps quoting freakonomics. That's a that's a book that some guy wrote. Okay, let's (laughs) go back to the AIDS thing. Oh, all right, AIDS, Um, and then the bad sex and all that sort of stuff, and then keeping people. You there's there's a there's there's no cure for it yet. There's a cocktail of drugs that abstinence. I believe in abstinence. <laughs> no, but you went off on a on a, on a discussion of the education of ab- abstinence. Is that like the miseducation of Lauren Hill? I don't know. Is that a new album? Uh, it, oh, right. The education yeah. of abstinence. Sure, sure. We went. No, I'm sh- you know what? I bet you you Google abstinence, and I bet you get some results. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I bet you'd get. There's like probably six at least. there's probably six thousand six hundred. There's probably sixty thousand little girls in this country named abstinence. Like, oh. 
I would guarantee it. I would bet. I would bet not a testy on it, but I would bet a little toe on it. I would. Charity, abstinence. Abstinence. Can you imagine though? I mean, chastity. Growing up with a name like abstinence, I guarantee it. Well, and I bet I, you, sure. I bet you they're all in Utah. Like fifty-eight thousand of them are in Utah. Did you hear about the Brown family, the Five Browns? Um, no. Maybe. Apparently, I I was I did a little bit of research before I came over here, like about twenty minutes of of snooping around in Huffington Post on different news articles, and this was in the um, edu, edu, entertainment news. Edu- Apparently, there's this band uh, that was in Provo, Utah, or some some city in Utah. It was a guy. His name was his last name was Brown. He had five kids. There's three girls, two boys. Girls are like thirty and twenty five now or something. And they they became really good musicians and they started recording classical music. And they went on Oprah and they toured and they put out a bunch of CDs and blah blah. blah. And he was their manager. The dad was their manager. And it just and um it just turned out that or they just found out the 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 kids the girls just went to the police and said. Yeah, Daddy was molesting us the whole time. Oh, and so they threw him in jail. Sure. So uh, I don't where I don't know how I why I brought that up, but um, news Brown <laughs> uh, Huffington Post Brown. right before you came here. Uh, Freakonomics. Hey, Freakonomics. AIDS. Uh, no, you said something. I don't know yeah, what, what it was. Uh, Anyways, it just reminded me of that. It was a little bit of a news blip there. The five they were called the Five Browns, and I had never even heard of them. Uh-huh. Apparently, they're like classical music. I don't know if they play violins or. Whatever, hmm. but that's just Freakonomics right there. <laughs> and that has been this week's random story. It, it, you, what were you talking about? You were talking about AIDS. Remember. You were talking about... Uh, bah, I don't remember. <laughs> abstinence. Abstinence. Little girls named Ch- Abstinence. Charity, chastity. Yes, little girls named Abstinence. Yeah. And so there's probably, and, and I said 58,000 of them was, out of the 60,000 were in Utah. Oh, in and Utah. that's what reminded me of that story. So okay. this is what ADD is like, is just connection to connection to connection. And, and then, then trying to find your way back. And yeah. then you're like, oh, yeah. we started talking about squirrels and we ended up talking about chickens. Chickens. <laughs> that's not yeah, that, but genetically they're 88% alike. So, you know, hey, it's not, not too far of a throw. I like that idea that I had earlier about that wall. I want to I want to talk about that, but it's not fleshed. See, that's the problem. I have these really cool theories, uh-huh. but I don't flesh them out enough. Did you Did you kind of get the gist of that though? Uh, how about you lay it out? Well, okay. So the idea of of um, generations, like our parents, you know, they said, "Oh, well, when when well, actually, your dad is not quite the dad." That I imagine when I when I think of it. See, we grew up differently. When I think mm-hmm. of a dad, I think of Carl. Okay. okay, and Carl is very different than Steve. Well, and Carl's not okay. your typical dad. Well, okay, so then maybe that's why I'm not your typical dude. What's okay, my, is my dad a typical dad? A much more typical than my dad, I think. Well, but let, my dad is like my dad is now like we're your splitting hairs. I mean, my dad is probably more like your dad's dad. What do you seriously? Don't you think? Like just the just the speed he lives his life. Because he's older. He's like 30 years old. He's 40 years older than your dad. Well, I guess what do you... I mean, what's... My point is generations. What's okay? a classic dad? I mean, are we talking about Ward Cleaver here? Or Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Where's your bar? I, wh- I'm not talking about dads at all. I'm talking okay. about people and their ages and how they view society and the world and how society is is manhandling them into believing that, that the reality that they live in is the one that exists mm-hmm. because it changes. Okay, so people of different ages grew up at different times when when things were moving, when culture was was a different thing and moving at different speeds. And so 
to make that metaphor of like standing you know 40 feet away from the wall and as we're growing up we're like wow it's 40 feet to that wall i mean we don't think about this but right all of a sudden now we're we're 30 and we're 40 and we're having these kids and we're like we look back and we're like holy crap we're, we're halfway to that wall right you know that was a long way to go we're that that wall's getting closer and closer but these kids growing up are looking at that wall going wow it's 20 feet to that wall you know but to them that's the 40 feet you know Oh. That we that we perceived, that's the full distance to that wall. So don't even think about numbers. Now they're like, whoa, that. So don't let, take numbers out of the equation. Half the distance to that okay? wall numbers, is the same as my full, full distance, distance to the wall. So it just so it keeps so it, but it's the wall isn't necessarily moving away. Yeah, it's just that we're getting sm- the people that. The new people are getting smaller. Our, our kids are getting smaller somehow. The way well, they perceive, I, though, I, that's fractal. It's a fractal I idea. I think that's an analogy for things are moving faster and have always been moving faster. As where the dad comes in, sure, because it's just a per, it's a perceivance. It, it's the perception? way it's a perception. Okay. Perceivance. perceivance. <laughs> there's there's abstinence. Do you take perceivance as your <laughs> lovely leaded leaded husband? Abstipation. <laughs> perceivance. <laughs> yeah, these are my daughters. I got <clears throat> abstinence and I got perceivance <laughs> and I got consonance and I got constipations. <laughs> she was the last one. Who she was hard to push out. Oh my. <laughs> It took forever, and I thought she was going to be huge, and she was just this itty bitty little girl. She was, <laughs> she was a little bean. She's right. my little cuss bean, cuss bean, cuss. Uh, oh my gosh! Ooh, bubble, bubble. No, it just, no, it won't it just, pop over. But when you pour it, <clears throat> you got to be really careful because it. I'm opening up in a home home brew. I'm opening up a home right now. We're opening up some home brew, baby. You won't pour that right out. For oh my you. gosh! It's like pouring yeah. out his pure head. Yeah, it is. But it'll it'll it'll, it'll fit in your glass. Okay. And it's. Uh, I have to say, Jeremy, you you've outdone yourself with this beer. I hope you took some notes because yeah. I want to brew this beer. Really? And you know what? It's probably the aging. It's, it's like, that generation thing that made this beer it's so good. Three years. Three years. Oh my god! This beer is amazing. I hope I feel the same way. This is one of the best beers I've ever drank in my life. Get out of here! Seriously, I would go to the bathroom in my pants if i could just sit here and drink this all night <laughs> no i would go to the malt house and pay eight dollars for this beer really yes yes i would well here let me try it let me well, try that one well let me try it first no no it's you talk for a little while no i don't want you to drink what are you doing i want to try that one and then this one. Oh, because right. this one this one has a lot less head this one has a lot less head. I this one it- was like all the way up to here. I'm just wondering if they're a little bit different. I poured it more carefully, maybe. Is it different? I don't know. Let me taste some more. <laughs> oh, the bits out of my mustache let, are very good. <laughs> let me roll that off my tongue there. No, that's pretty good, too. Uh, oh, different, though? Uh, oh, excuse me. That's the interesting thing about uh, brewing beers and wines. Well, this is this has gone flat. Okay, but no, it's about the same flat. My God, it's so it's so it's it's um it's got a huge base. It's got a huge base of of notes in, in terms of its bouquet. Is that the right word? Not not necessarily bouquet because that's with the nose. Sure, but it's it's got it's got accents on your tongue that just 
fill up every sensory. What did you say? You said you said huge base no base of notes, notes. <laughs> so it's like huge. a like it's a very complicated yet it is. simple yes. musical piece yes it's very complicated but it but it cleans up it cleans up it does it's clean, very complicated right? yeah, yeah. but it cleans up it's fantastic it it's an that, unbelievable beer it doesn't have that homebrew wow uh, it's 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 got chocolate funk it's got residue. smoke it's got um it's got floral it's it does got have fruit. a lot of smoke it's got um it's 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 dirty. It's 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 bitter. But it, I mean, it, it's it, there's you can touch the hops. There's there's hops in there. But it's but yet it's gone when when you're done with it. Yeah. Wow. It's a really the only problem I have with it is that it's 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 got um, too aggressive too, on the no, CO two. Yeah. It it, too, it foams too, up too, too much in the front bubble, and yeah. then it doesn't hold on to its right. It doesn't hold on to it. But that might be the trade off right. because the 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 texture. The, the viscosity of the beer itself does not lend because of the molecules that that you that that are that that make up the beer don't lend themselves to to being able to hold on to that co2 so this would potentially be a good rough draft and then you would take it back and try it like if you were a real beer have you ever seen there's a uh, uh, the dogfish head uh, guy I can't remember his name but you know the dog, yeah, dog yeah. <clears throat> he has a show on history or discovery or something and he talks about the whole process of making beer and how he started off as you know making yep, yep. 30 gallons yeah time. we talked about it five. because he he oh. sold everything and just bought yeah, uh, that brewing yeah. set and just went to town well, the late, just said, i'm gonna brew five thousand gallons and let's see that what was, happens that was the lake louis guy but oh very oh, oh. very similar story okay. but anyways um he he uh in one of the episodes was brewing this this stout beer i don't remember what he, he what complicated flavors and he's doing all sorts of crazy things and even as a as a as a somewhat beer advocate or, or beer enthusiast that i am i'm watching this going like this guy's a super nerd when it comes to beer but you have to be i mean if you're gonna make there's better there's worse things to be super oh yeah, nerds yeah, yeah. i'm not ma- i'm not judging or making fun of him but he's a, a lot of it's just building like, puzzles with like pieces missing way above my head <clears throat> but um he so he made his first batch and he took it to like some beer tasting event and uh, tapped it and everything. Everyone was like, "Oh, this is amazing!" You know, and people were like giving him notes like, "This is amazing," but you know, what would really make it even better and blah blah. And some of the similar notes like this uh, uh, about you know the like this would be a note like, "Oh, it, it does all these really wonderful things," but man, it really loses its its fizz right away or it really loses its what do you call it a carbonation? But yeah, when you're referring to beer carbonation, do you call Aeration. it carbonation or do you call it like bite or no, no uh, just carbonation. Carbonation. So, um, so he would take that back, and he is like uh, almost like a beer scientist, where yeah. he yep. will like well, you have to be re- like, oh, I need more. Yep, and then and then experiment. Yeah. All right, I have this. I have this yeah. hypothesis of how I can do that. Right. I'm going to keep everything else the same and change one parameter. That's right. what science is. That's what science is. Is like, and then you take reams of data and you make batches and batches and batches and batches. But and see, batches he of made. Beer. He made. But see, the difference was is he was under a deadline, so he had to. A big whatever he had a deadline for this beer and um so he had enough time to brew two batches his test batch and his final batch to meet there's like this cross promotion with something else and uh so whereas what you're talking about is we can do it oh it didn't work we can do it oh it didn't work we can do it oh it didn't work he had two shots one to make the test and then one to make the final but what i'm trying to get at here is he seems to be a guy that knows so much about beer that when he gets those notes or when he identifies the flavor or the element that he doesn't like, he has made enough beers and has had enough experience 
that he can. He's much of a beer. He's he's enough of a beer nerd. Yes, to identify the element that's like, oh, I put too much sugar in at the priming, whatever you know, blah 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 blah. Beer, beer, beer. Right. Well, and I mean the whole thing that I was, was I I listened to all that. (laughs) Well, the the thing that that that. Uh, struck me when you said that right off the bat. I was like, "Whoa, we could experiment with this to keep the carbonation in there." Um, and I think I've already said this, but it might actually be sure. a trade-off to make a beer this this complex and rich and and flavorful uh, that it won't even hold a long-term carbonation. I don't know. I have no sure. idea. I really don't know the mechanics behind it, but. This might be more of a, um, a, a a keg beer where it's it's kind of flat in the barrel, oh. and then you carbonate it as you as it goes, and that's why maybe um, a lot of the um, the small craft brews they don't even bottle them. If you want to, re- if you want the best beers, you go to the brewery, and they and they tap them right on the premises. Sure, they tap them with the CO two, because then you don't have to you don't have to play you don't have to play that extra card. Right. You don't have to hold that extra card in your hand. Oh, I can do all these wonderful things. Oh, but I got to have carbonation in there. You know what I mean? Right. That's, that might really uh, reduce some of the bigger players in your hand, some of the bigger cards. You know what I mean? But you might lose some of the power in some of those other cards in your hand, if you see my metaphor there. Yeah, some no, of the, some of the I, flavor or, or, or balance I notes do. that you had have in your, in your final beer – by oh gotta gotta get that in there because we're gonna bottle it up and it's gonna have shelf life and blah 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 and oh born on date I mean for Christ's sakes this beer is three years old right you know can you imagine if 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 Budweiser said oh we're gonna make this a special reserve beer that's aged three years they'd have to charge four dollars a bottle for it you know yeah yeah you know and 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 then trying to keep the carbonation in that long in a bottle forget about it man can you imagine the can you imagine the the this the scientific method behind that i mean you know brewing batches and then leaving them sit for three years oh and then tasting them leaving them sit for five years well when do they get the best now we have let's brew another batch based on the parameters of that three-year test and then wait another three years well that's oh and then it screws up and then no so there you go whatever well i mean that's that's no that's the that's the thing about beers i mean i'm i'm thinking about what you're saying here and like we we can make a machine and we Go back can, in time. Yes, and then we could do it all over again. We can make the best beer ever, dude. That's that's that would be the point of it. Hey, now there's a time machine movie. Yeah, dude, we invented this Going time machine. Why did you invent it? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna like stop the assassination of Lincoln? Are you no, gonna meet Jesus? We invented Coors. We're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're millionaires. We've got the what? golden bullet. You could have done anything. I know. No way, man. We made the rich. best fucking beer. Just try this. Just taste this, and you'll see fucking course oh. <laughs> no um we can make a machine right and and we can build it and we can test it and within a couple of hours we're going to know whether or not it's not all the flaws or bugs but there's a quicker turnaround time oh right to refining and repairing an and automobile yeah sure yeah whereas with with a beer i mean you're dealing with a lot of elements and delicacies and and the tasting like you just mentioned i mean when you make a beer, you might say, oh, this time I'm going to make a beer that's not ready 
for three years. And and how do you, I mean, you and me, we don't have the knowledge to, 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 to do that. We could certainly make that our goal, but you could open one up every six months and be yep. like, oh, this is really good. I can't wait till next six months. And then you open up in six months and you're like, oh shit, I really should have drank it all last six months because this tastes terrible. Yep. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, totally. You're, you're not wearing your headphones. I was like, I just realized that. Something's wrong here. <laughs> it, just, it just occurred to me. But also a metaphor occurred to me. Oh, okay. Oh, I, uh, hello, Mr. Metaphor. Oh. Yes. Kids. Kids. Oh, boy. Yeah, what about them? Well, yeah, they're 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 even worse than beer. Can you imagine? <laughs> Think about it. I you mean, yeah, you, you, you were talking about machines. Oh, yeah, you can test the machine right away and see if it works or not, and then retool the yeah. the manufacturing beer. Oh, it takes three years, and then you taste well, it. Then for, you, depending kids, on what it's like make. you have one. You got one shot. You got one. <laughs> you period. screw it up. That's it. In twenty years, they're gonna have yeah. to make their way through the world with yeah. it, and you're standing there going, "What the hell just happened?" Well, <laughs> I'm halfway to the wall, and. Uh, <laughs> And they're still <laughs> complaining about that time I took their toy away. I mean, geez. No, think about that for a second. Now, I don't know if you have this or maybe... I think this is pretty common. I mean, don't you have a memory of something that might seem somewhat benign, but it's just stuck with you all throughout your, your, your life as far as like, you know, my dad did this. No, I'm not talking about he beat me with a belt or anything, but it could be something as you know little as he made me mow the lawn twice or he I mean like a bad thing or a good thing or either or what well a little bit of both but I, I guess I'm focusing right now on the bad thing because you know like a lot of those things those bad things they, when something really sank in to your mind and, yeah. and like wrote that that like like burned now I'm thinking of like, terms of computer well, like I'm like thinking about chaos the, theory like, like that open, was like made the new folder yeah. that that was like the you were making all these little folders because you were a kid or whatever and they were all getting erased they were all like in RAM yeah. right and all of a sudden, one one was in the ROM, is it, or the the final memory? Sure. Something something got written hard, hard written. You know, like on the onto the disc, onto the I guess or saved, let like me, really let, saved, let me, instead of just like floating around. Let's put it. Let's make it a simpler analogy and just say like a turning point. Like you're on this path. If you look at it in terms of we started mature, a linear piece of life, but then something happened uh, that a parent was involved with that took a turn and that turn does that make any sense yeah and i've I, seen I, a lot of I, movies where it's like well if if dad would have done would have taken me to the to the dog show i would have been a millionaire but if he since he didn't take me to the dog show i became this grizzled old bum who cleans barnacles off of a sailboat <laughs> you gotta come up with a better metaphor for that. come up with a better metaphor than that it's like it's a fork in the road it's an alternate universe that's what i'm trying to to say here is that um, at, at a point in your life, your father or your mother said something to you, or did which, something, or or did something to you, sure. Which which you were going forward, and now you you're going slightly left at a thirty five degree angle now, okay, or whatever. Uh, so you tacked because you realized the wind was changing. To oh. go back to your sailboat metaphor, sure, sure, the barnacles, right. And that's what led you to clean barnacles. If you understand sailing, yeah, turn on you, but all right. I get, I get. No, no, no. But but what I'm saying is like I've seen enough movies where you know you went down this road, but like at some point, some magical way, you were able to go back to that point and change that reality, and then you were able to go off into a different direction. Oh, and then you started brewing beer and made coors. Sure. Well, that's the time machine thing. But what I'm saying. Well, is, that you changed you changed that one little point of reality that. Right. 
perhaps has, but that's has when you insert the butterfly effect. <laughs> well, the butterfly. It was exactly so it doesn't necessarily have to be chaos. something that your parents yeah. do, but it could be something that you did or one of your friends. Or are you? Are we strictly talking parents right now? Well, I want to go back because you said like you know we're talking about think about beer. You had three years and and a car or a machine. We have a day and kids. You only have really one shot with a kid. Yeah, and you can't go back and be like, oops, you know that was a mistake. I'm going to do it better next time because you don't get that next time because that time that you did that thing or whether it be a positive thing or a bad thing could have left an indelible mark oh, on right. that person. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, you know, I can't Let really me ask, think of can any... I, can yeah. I ask you... Oh, okay. So no, you, I'm just going. I think you just answered it okay. at the end of your little uh, rant there. Can you think of a particular instance? I know that they exist, but I can't think of... I mean... Okay, now now we're going we're gonna to wipe out everything we just said. Okay. Because... Kids are human beings. Kids can think. So even if we do something really stupid, even if we beat them at some point, and and we and we and we, you know, say we can come back and say, you know what, that was the wrongest thing ever to do, and I apologize, and I will promise to you that I will never do it again. And if three years goes by and we don't do it again, and we say every day, my gosh, you know, I remember that day, and and I and I just. They, they, there is, there is the capacity in human beings for forgiveness. Well, of course. And I mean, beating was a little bit heavy duty of a terminology to use, but you know, it really if, d- if we make a mistake in our parenting and we realize it, the kids will realize that we've realized it. Kids are smart. I mean, and, and actually at, at, at this point, well, your kid's five, so she's a little bit more mature, but my kids are still a little bit young. And they won't remember anything that's going on right now. But you know that doesn't give me beat away. Does, well, right, that no, doesn't okay. give me free free access of uh, you know for, right, for right. all the tools of, of manipulation in in terms of fear and 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 power and, right, and, right. and physical violence. But uh, I, I these concepts to me are start, they're starting to solidify because they they I've never had to think about things like this before. I've never had a dog that I've raised. I've never I've never I've made beer. I've been a, I am kind of a scientist, so I know that you know my my actions have have um have have counteractions or or consequences um that that i have to deal with and then i have to redo them if they if they're bad consequences that i don't want if i'm running an experiment that i want to turn out a certain way right but with kids okay yeah you do what you think is right and then you kind of gauge their response to it and you see you know what what they do and i that's why that's why the human race works more and and has and has evolved um, above the other life forms on this planet, as far as I'm concerned, because we have that capacity. We have that capacity because uh, lions, I don't think, do that. If they that they just they are the way they are. And if there's there's a lion that grows up that's a little bit errant, that lion that little baby lion is probably going to die. Okay, and the same with llamas, and the same with chimpanzees, and the same with trees. I mean, if there's a tree that grows. With blue leaves, it's not going to be able to photosynthesize the sunlight into energy, and it won't live. So it's got to have green leaves, right? Um, but human beings have this capacity to to understand, and to and to and to uh, forgive, and and to grow and change and learn from mistakes, and 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 get over it. Basically, get over it. And move forward and, and, and forgive, forgive. All right. I just said it all. You know what I'm saying? Um, how does that fit into that theory there that you were uh, asking about? If, okay. So, so if your parents did do something that made you change, see, I think that's the thing is that 
there if you like you said you can't really think of a particular example when that happened because if they did do something that they thought oh my gosh this really affected him this really affected our son in a big way uh we're going to we're going to try to we're going to we're going to back off on a lot of the other things that we might have been hounding him about and we're going to we're going to comfort him and say look you know what this was a big thing we understand this is a big thing to you we saw how it affected you because we're living in the same household, kind of like going through a divorce. Hello, you know, uh, I, 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 I think I've become a better parent because of this divorce that I'm going through right now. I think I'm, I'm more sensitive to the needs of my children. I think I'm more um, caring. I think I, I understand their point of view a little bit more, and I, and I, I'm a little more accepting of their grumpiness and fussiness, and I don't shout at them quite as much because I understand that they're going through a lot because their their world has been shattered you know now they're split between two worlds mm -hmm. and and i kind of understand that that's a big thing for them and this could be one of those turning points and so i'm being extra careful careful with with uh how i treat them to kind of help them through that and maybe you know nudge the wind back the into their sails towards a good direction and that's what it's all about it doesn't necessarily mean that okay the the direction that they were going as kids or you were going as kids and when you were making that that when you were making that statement that that was a good direction and then your parents turned you off of the good direction and towards the dark side no maybe they were pushing you in the wrong direction in the first place and you finally woke up and realized that you wanted to go in a different direction and if even if they tried to push you in, in their direction it was that be created a content a, a and and now you're just talking about the 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 realm of of human beings and and how much power they want to exert over other human beings, whether they be their children or their spouses or their friends or. Okay, now <laughs> I'll let you talk a little bit. No, no, I uh, absorb I all was, of that. Uh, you know, well, you were giving me the rolling eyes, <laughs> the rolling rocks. Aha! That's my signal from now on. I don't have to interrupt you. I just have to start rolling my eyes. If I'm looking at you, you're kind of rambling out into the ether i think i was but all right so drag me back here come on tie, you, you got a tether on my balloon don't you um you, you, oh tug it tighter you put a lot out Cowboy. there so there's a lot to there's a lot to grab from and a lot to chew on i guess i wanted to go back to the one point where uh you know we can make a, a single mistake and 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 beg forgiveness or whatever make amends or whatever and, and all will be forgiven but i don't know if that's necessarily true i mean I think you'd be surprised at, uh, like I said, I, I don't think, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> well, I certainly had a lot more to say than I that. I was about to say, nothing bad has ever happened in my childhood, but it's all relative and, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But uh, Didn't you get your legs chewed off by a wolverine at some point? Just once, but they grew back, so it was okay. It was just my baby legs. It's like called you Jeremy the Lobster. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, <laughs> I lost my baby. Mommy, mommy, my leg fell off. Don't worry, it's just your baby leg. I think there's a difference between, you know, yelling at your child because uh, uh, they they ate all the jelly beans and really, like, yelling and giving it to them. And, like, maybe maybe you had a bad day at work and you got in a fight with somebody and, and this was the straw that broke the camel's back and, and you didn't, like, you didn't hit them or anything, but you just you just lost it. And you're like, well, you ate all the jelly beans. I told you I ate all the jelly You know, I think you might be surprised that, like, an irrational diatribe of that nature could have an effect on a child's uh developing uh, even subconsciously and to take the analogy even a little bit further 
I don't think that you could beat the shit out of your kid once. And then like a day or two later, be like, oh man, I'm sorry I beat the shit out of you the other day. That was a really bad thing of me to do. I'll never do it. Let's go out and get some candy and, and I'll get you a puppy and this will never happen again. Because the deed is done. The damage has been done. You can't, you can maybe like smooth it out a little bit. But, you know, I think you're going to like, you know, 20, 30 years later, that kid's going to be like, man, when he beat the crap out of me like that, I never looked at him again the same. I never, you know, he said he wouldn't do it again. He bought me this puppy, but I turned the light off at night and I would always be looking over my shoulder. I'd always have the blanket over my head. I didn't know what that guy was capable of, you know? And then he probably grew, that kid grew up, you know, wanting to beat the shit out of things. Maybe. I mean, I don't want to speculate about, about, about that, but I guess... I guess that just goes into my point as far as as the the fork in the road and the, you know, you only get one shot and, you know, you you could be the best, not the best parent, but you could be the parent that never lays a finger on your kid, uh, um, you know, buys, is at all their birthdays and their softball game, baseball games, whatever, but... You're just not attentive to their needs when you're at home. You're not really at home. You're maybe you're a workaholic and and you know, oh son, we'll we'll go play catch later. Daddy's got to catch up on some work right now. And you know, 20 years later, little Billy's like, yeah, he went to all my plays and stuff. But like, we never really built a model, or we never played a game, or you know, that even benign stuff like that can can affect a person as as they grow up. And yeah, not make them not make says- them like serial killers, but you know, just have an effect on your personality. Yeah, there's a country song that says, <clears throat> you know, the one thing that I've never seen written on a tombstone is I wish I would have spent more time at work. <laughs> and it's all about that. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's... So as silly as they are, there's some there's some wisdom in... in no, the, there's a lot of country wisdom songs in country songs. <clears throat> yeah. Well, geez, that made me think, because I, I mean, I've shouted at my kids, you know. Have you ever shouted at your kid? Mm, I mean... Define shouting. Well, like, what did, what did you, what did you, why did you, I mean, you just did this, and why did you, go, go to your room, and then we're going to talk later. Just go. Get out of here. I don't want to see you. Meh. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Because well, when you were saying that, I was like, oh, my God. Now my kids are never well, I don't, like me because I've shouted at them. I don't know. Are you, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I'm not at your house. I'm not a judge of. I don't know. Look, it doesn't matter. Here, here's the bottom line. Here's the thing. Um, you got to be the best you that you can be. Well, yeah. Not yeah, and, yeah. and blah blah blah. And but but not 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 only that. And you have to make sure that you're realizing that the things that you do have con- long term consequences and all that sort of stuff. But to put things in perspective, and this isn't to downplay anything, but one of the things that I, I kind of like, <laughs> this might sound a little silly, but modeled my, not modeled my life on, but 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 have taken advice from, uh, is a, um, a, a VH1 behind the music special that I saw. And who was the... With uh, Janet Jackson. Oh, nice. Okay. Right. And so they always do the thing, right? It, it, it's, it's very formulaic where she rose to the top of her game and she was a brilliant musician. And then she was an alcoholic and lost everything. And now she's back in the studio and making new albums, you know. But expand that out to 30 minutes, right? That whole thing. So her... I don't... She wasn't an alcoholic. I don't think she ever got into drugs. But she got... She was depressed. She She fell into depression. Because, and this was her thing, like she rose to the top of the pop charts but succumbed to depression because she always felt like she was living in Michael's shadow, right? Sure. And you're kind of watching this thing, like I'm divorced, my parents are divorced, they live halfway across the states and that's pretty, and you know, 
we're poor, you know, we, we can afford cables, so that's something, but you know, we're, we don't we're living in the lap of luxury by any sort of means. And here's this woman who has sang pop songs for the last, you know, 15 years, and she's made multiple, uh, multiple millions of dollars. And the, the worst thing in her life is that she's being held up to Michael Jackson, her brother. Right. That's the thing that's dragging her down. That's the thing that she's just like, oh, that's the one thing I couldn't deal with. Right. Well, that's from our perspective. I mean, from her perspective, that was the biggest thing. In exactly. The world, of course, because and, we all have our own perspectives on what but, but our see, problems but this, are and how big they are. Mm-hmm, exactly. So that's kind of what forms for, formulates a little bit of of my. Um, oh, so if I say, have you ever shouted at your kids? Right. OK. Is that what you're trying to say? I don't know what I'm trying to say. Well, because that's kind of where this came from. Yeah. It's like my house is different than your house. Right. Like what goes on at my house stays at my house. <laughs> unless, no, unless no, there's no, no. a slut pie involved. <laughs> right, right. Then I'm over. <laughs> you better call me. No, my point is, is, is no matter what, you, you got to be the best person that you can be. But no matter what kind of person you're going to be, your kid is going to have an issue with you. Okay. And I think the trick is, is to make sure that the issue that your kid has with you is that you weren't a drunkard who beat your kid. You were just the person who. I didn't bring the right snack to to to, to daycare at the when it was my maybe turn your thing is like I, I Dad, you have to eat carrots. all through my grade school the birthday girl would bring in cupcakes and you always made me bring in uh, ants on a log and they all made fun of me for that and I didn't like ants on a log and oh that always stuck with me I mean that's the kind of thing that like that, that's what you right want on, your man. kids issue to be with you right on not that oh man remember when you beat me and yeah. I went to the foster home and we didn't talk for 15 years and yeah. here we are now and I hate you oh but now <laughs> I can now since Jesus has accepted me <laughs> right. into his heart I can forgive you and then we'll be happy but I'm still a prostitute and I hope you can accept that because you have no choice <laughs> but can I borrow some do, money they're gonna do a documentary <laughs> on my life I'm gonna be on Oprah though Watch I'm gonna be me. on HBO um, so I guess my point is to that, um, that's what shapes my perspective is that I look at that and I'm like, that's ridiculous. I wish I had that problem. And so here I am with my problems and there's some kid who's gotten, you know, yeah. the worst of it, who's looking at my life going like, oh, your parents are divorced. Oh, you, you, you can have cable, but you know, you, you still find yourself feeling lacking in the money department. Boy, I wish I had those problems. That yeah. must be rough for you're you. Eating, you're eating warm food you're every night? You're eating food every night and you're you go sleeping to school? In a bed? Wow. wow. You have a friend? You have friends? Wow. that's yeah. That must be rough you can, for you. You can make your own beer? <laughs> well, and then, yeah, later in life. You know, so it's it's all a matter oh, of perspective. Yeah, yeah. 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 So You have a bike? Wow, really? Uh, yeah, a bicycle. Wow, you learned to ride a bike? That's crazy. You have, yeah, yeah. You don't have a you don't have a sister named Constipation. <laughs> so there you go. Um, oh, that was good. That was good. That was a good. That was a good bubble. That was really good. That was a and we we tied that. That was a good fundamental interconnectedness right yes. there. That was a. There's got to be like one thing. I mean, we we can connect all things, but once in a while we just we just that was like a little bubble, a little a offshoot, a bow, a present, a, a an package. Oxbow. Yeah. What is it? What is the yeast? What is, Oxbow is like a little. It's a lake. That yeah, kind of that formed from a river that like yep. busted off. So it was like where the river is the fundamental yep. connection of all things. But a little oxbow that was like a little oxbow off the river, a little subset. Oh, a subset. Um, what did the was a there, bud? It was a bud. <laughs> it was a was it a fat bud? 
<laughs> oh yeah, it was a sweet fat bud from a spliff. <laughs> Past the Dutchie man. Oh yes. No, yeah, it's all perspective. It's all different, different, uh, different peoples and different households. Because I still am the same person. Because I mean, I'm just feeling bad, you know, about shouting at my kids once in a while. And it's like, well, you know what? They need some discipline, I, as far as I'm concerned. You know, I'm, I'm still like, I'm feeling guilty about shouting at my kids sometimes but my god logan at, at the store has been just having a blast lately it's really good it's really cool to see him running around there yeah but well, he he loves to put on the girls shoes i don't know he's he might be a little light on his feet which <laughs> reminds me again of uh of montreal we should go see him dude i gotta give you those cds because they're yeah. really good it's great music it's really good music it's it's really really fun it's, it's are they a little light on their feet uh you should see the picture in the in the newest onion yeah, yeah pick no. up the onion where oh. wherever you go uh, in your travels on the way to work or whatever, if you get a donut or some bagels uh, or some coffee or whatever, see if they have an onion, pick it up. It's uh, near the back. There's a picture of them. Yeah, they are fruity as hell. But they, their music is just Well, God bless great. them. It's great, great music. I, I, I don't even know how to explain it. I mean, it's it, Erasure is like super gay. Yeah. And their music is, you could just you just listen to it. It's like, oh, my God. It's dripping with gayness. But like. Of you Montreal. catch a little gay when you listen to Ratio. You do. You do. You, you almost want to like dance, do it. and you're like, I want to like I stick kiss a diploma a guy. up somebody's anus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a callback. I have a PhD. I have a post hole digger. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna go that far. I said a little gay. Like, oh, okay. I could hug a man right now. <laughs> Oi. As long as he had uh, sideburns, like Fonzie. Right, right. As long as he was Fonzie and I could flip his flippers. As long as he looks like he came off my pinball machine. Oh, yeah. I could push Damn. them flippers. As long as I was looking at them hooters while I was doing it. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. No, so they're, they're kind of like, they're not quite as gay as the Erasure, but they're, the, the music is just as infectious pop. Okay. Kind of like, I mean, Erasure, you, you want to listen to it, but it's like, yeah, oh, it's going to turn me gay if I listen to it. Well, it's not that, but you're, <laughs> like, you're listening to it and you're kind of doing the head bob, but you're like, man, this is Erasure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And of Montreal is, is that, it's even more catchy if that's possible, but you don't even get that feel because- okay. Somehow they maybe they, because they're not as popular or as no, as well known as Erasure. No, I don't think they're quite as gay because there's actually a woman in the group. Oh, so maybe they're less. They have lesbians in there, so maybe that that reduces the the male gayness factor. I don't know, but I I will I'll give you a CD or download some music of them. Uh, the Grand Grandeland edit is probably one of my favorite songs by them. So look it up on YouTube. The video is really good too. Um. I can't say enough of Montreal. It's a really good band. Okay, and they're they're gonna be here on the like the fourteenth or something. And I, it'd be cool to go, and if you want to go, but um, that was a good bubble. Though. Yeah, that, so uh, the, that whole that whole thing about um, whatever we talked about. Well, let's there. just let's this end. This is it a really good beer. Though, yeah, I'd let's just let's just end it on that. You know, <laughs> nice little. Hey, this is a good positive cast. we still got it. We still have it. We're we still did not there. forget how to do it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of sitting in the uh, in the remnants of of uh, Glenn. No. Glenn, <laughs> Drew. Sorry, Drew. Yes, you're sitting in sorry, the remnants. Sorry, of Drew, Drew, if you're out there listening, or you, if you're in Spain now, relaxing in the on the in the hacienda, eating some yeah, some li- Spanish things, some tapas, listening to this podcast. Listen, oh, drinking some. What do they drink over there? Lambrusco. Uh, is there no. a Spanish beer that you know of? I don't know of any Spanish. Oh, cerveza. Beers. Uh, that's, that's Mexican. Mexican well, I know a lot of Mexican beers, but not any Spanish. Spanish. Beers. Well, Spanish is. I mean, Spanish. Uh, no. What? What's that? What's that wine with the fruit? Um, um, 
Yeah, Mimosa? you know what I'm talking about. No, no, that's a that's that's champagne and orange juice. Oh, I don't know. The red wine that you mix fruit in. Red wine and fruit. And and oranges and spices. Wop? Good lord. Come on. No, it's uh I don't know. Well, folks, write us, write us at TFI at TFICast.com. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Send us an email or gmail.com. Something, yeah. TFI. Just type it in. And, geez, and then, we're up there. You're number one. You, I mean, right? Right? Are you're we, number one. Yeah. 